Louis and Zelly Martin. Not only the father and mother of St. Therese, but Catholic couplepreneurs. What is that and how do you know if you're called to be one? Keep listening to The Catholic Money Show. Catholic couplepreneur. Mm. A phrase that came to me after I constantly was seeing all these Facebook ads um, from some other couplepreneur program. Of course, it was advertising to couples who wanted to start businesses, working one hour a day, one hour a week, living on a beach on with beach. no children in luxury, just spoiling yourself with basically the million dollars you make per day. <laughs> and now you are the, the ultimate power couple. <laughs> They chose the wrong woman that day when they showed that ad. <laughs> I work harder on my tan than I do in my business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? None of us are falling for that crap anymore. We're <laughs> over it. We know that behind the scenes, you worked 95 hours getting this ad together. You work from the beach because you have to work from the beach. You can't get yeah, away. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, I saw this couplepreneur thing and I, I saw through it for the sham that it was. And then the next thing that entered my mind was just Catholic couplepreneur. Mm. And I thought, wow, it, what a different concept. And that is what we are. It was, it was, that's us. I guess it is. We've been running a business now together for almost six years. Mm -hmm. And we're Catholic. We're a couplepreneur. That's true. Working in the business together. That's a unique thing. Some people are married to an entrepreneur, but they're not in the business, mm -hmm. et cetera. This is a unique vocation. And over the last couple of years, St. Zaley and Louis Martin have been kind of discipling us from heaven mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever, discipling us, stalking us. I don't know. We've just been getting closer to them. Um, and we're going to share in this episode a little bit of our own story of how we've evolved as Catholic couplepreneurs, a little bit about um, Zelly and Louis. Mm -hmm. And then we are going to talk about... Um, a seed that that's been in our own heart mm. and it's not ready to go right now. But if there's people that also want to be Catholic couplepreneurs listening to this episode, stick around to the end because we're going to talk about an opportunity that we would love to see come to fruition. Um, it's in our hearts, but you know, we got to have people saying, yes, I want to do that mm -hmm. in order for us to actually make it happen. So without further ado, Don, John, Oops. Don, <laughs> Yeah, Do I know who I'm married Don to? Here. <laughs> Jonathan, talk. <laughs> talk to us about um, Saint Zaley and Louis. When I first heard of them, this is years ago. It was like, oh, Saint Teresa's folks. Mm -hmm. I guess that's why they're saints because their kids a saint. But mm. the more I looked into it, she's a saint because they were saints. Oh shoot! <laughs> that's right, though. When you look into them. You really do see quite a life for both of them. Uh, and then once they got together, quite a life as a family. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them were pursuing religious life. Yeah. And did not end up doing that. Ripped up right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so they just lived out their holiness and family life poured themselves into it, mm -hmm. poured themselves into their children and 
uh, and their you, businesses. Yeah. And all the, all their children who, not that that's the only way for holiness, but all of their children who survived, you know, like early childhood. Yes. They, became, they had nine, but lost four in early childhood. They all became religious. Mm-hmm. And at least one of them is a saint. One canonized. Yeah. Others causes are open. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty wild. And what's on top of that interesting about them is that they are business owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started with two businesses. Mm-hmm. And both of them were, they were not married super, super early in life. They got married a little bit later in their 20s, which back in the 1800s was like, you were an old maid by oh, this the point. Pasture. <laughs> Essentially. But, you know, she had kind of gotten her lace making business off the ground. He was doing watch making and, or what do you call that? Yeah, watch stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when they got married, you know, just kind of supporting each other in these these different ventures. She had employees in her business. Mm-hmm. And eventually um, Louis ended up selling off his watch shop so he could kind of come into Zelly's business and actually help kind of run it, manage mm-hmm. it. Maybe he was the director of ops or something. Mm. He wasn't actually doing the lace, um, but he was there to kind of run support because it was a profitable, successful business by a, you know, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, Mm -hmm. um, it surely gave them struggles at different seasons with, you know, the changes of the economy, et cetera. And she details that in her letters. And I personally love that. She's always kind of whining about her business a little bit. (laughs) I think it pays them. She doesn't say it exactly, but uh, pretty close of like. It pays the bills, but it's a headache. Man, yeah. And then like her daughters are like, if, oh, we could have just um, done it for you and you never had to do that, we would have, you know, because it, co- it cost her so much. But uh, a business owner, it, it's a vocation. Mm-hmm. It's a calling from God and it costs you. It, what, it bring, what it makes up in, you know, freedom of time and maybe freedom of resources, it costs you um, mm-hmm. because leadership is, is a real calling and it it's it takes a toll yeah you mentioned that her business was successful and that it was turning profit it yeah. was providing for their family all that but and you mentioned that that she had employees but this business was also successful because it was providing for more than just one family yes she mm-hmm. had employees and so through this work of making this lace was really providing for quite a number of folks mm-hmm. and putting food on quite a number of tables and that actually was part of the most pressure for her was sometimes when business was down, she felt this tremendous burden to continue to pay their wages, even though she wasn't, she wasn't getting an income. She was essentially just not paying themselves so she could pay these, these workers, Mm. Um, which, you know, we've been there before (laughs) and you, you know, that's the sign of a a good um, businesswoman is someone who's going to know and respect, understand that responsibility to your to your employees um to mm-hmm. take care of them and trusting that God will take care of you. Anyway, we have all we've just loved them and uh they've been an inspiration for us and since this week is their feast day, um we thought what a great opportunity just to talk about them, share a little bit more about them as business owners and and as a as a married couple. But then let's break down kind of some of our own entrepreneurial journey. Um, foibles foibles and what it is that we that saint zaley and louis have kind of inspired within our own hearts to start and how you might be able to get involved so let's talk about three of these really hard lessons we had to learn as a 
Catholic couplepreneur? Well, I'd say one of the first was just working together. Yeah. You think, I, you know, I love this person maybe more than any other person, probably more than any other person on the face of this earth. Mm-hmm. I want to be linked to them for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I want it to be my sacred mission to help them get to heaven. But to be around them all day, every day, and or, work with them? Yes, that's unique. I don't know about that. <laughs> During our first year of business together, I'm ashamed when I tell the when I tell these stories, these early stories, just for my own lack of maturity um, and my own sinfulness. Really, is what it kind mm. of reveals. Um, many, many, many times. Probably, I don't know, maybe a dozen times we would end up in an argument, mostly because I was just scared. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. We, no were, um, we were we were just flying by the seat of our pants, trying to piece things together to go ahead and live the next month. OK, that was that was year one of Wallowin. That was early days. And then the Lord threw a baby at us. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a scary, scary year. And in my fear, uh, many times, Jonathan, whom. We, if, if you don't know Jonathan and I's temperaments, Jonathan is a sanguine phlegmatic. I am a melancholic choleric. Um, we are opposites, polar opposites, and it makes it great in mm-hmm. so many respects. Um, but professionally, we grade each other horribly. It can be tough. It, Early days that we grade it. I don't say we grade too much. Well, no, maybe you don't like me very much. <laughs> not now much. No, no, not now. We've learned, but and we're gonna, we're going to get into that, but that first year because we grate on each other so badly. Um Jonathan's working style is just not the same as mine. Uh, uh, it drove me crazy and there were a few times that I told you that you were fired. A few. Yeah, I go, <laughs> "You are fired." Because I am so a hyper attention to detail and like you know, you'd, you'd, have, you'd send me something with a broken link and I'd be mm. like, you're fired. You have a lack of professionalism. And I would just go off on a tirade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you would be like, gosh, I, I can't even make a mistake under this tyrant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever said it out loud, but I was, I'd be like, because you'd be like, if this was a regular job, I would have fired you by now. Yeah. yeah in my yeah. head, I think I was always like, <laughs> I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> we just like we just we don't yeah our work styles are just so radically different they still are today but we have learned just to do things differently and how to work together yeah yeah we've learned we've learned and we had to learn that kind of the hard way by going through some of those really really rough times but we've had to learn kind of how to put boundaries in place you know don't talk about work while it's kind of family time mm-hmm. while it's family um, wait, what? Yeah. Don't talk about family when it's time for work. Yeah. Both of those. Mm-hmm. Either way, if there's a, you know, I'm angry about how you left the the dishes in the sink, but now we need to go do something for work. Like, got to have, j- just kind of compartmentalize it. Mm-hmm. And I can't come home and complain about my boss. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> so there's just some boundaries we've learned, but then I think we've gotten really good about identifying kind of what lanes we run in in the business. Um, you are much more like the visual and how we look and appear to others, sound mm-hmm. to others, all of those things. And I am more strategy and relationship and, um, 
you know, interacting with our students. You do that too, but we Mm -hmm. do it differently. Um, And that's been good for us to learn those things. But then I also now have learned that, all right, let's say I'm going to give you, like you're going to go ahead and design a new landing page or something. Mm -hmm. I expect now when you turn in the first, it's a first draft. It is. It's a first draft. It's not the final draft. draft. And then I'm going to go find five or six errors. I'm going to give it back to you. That's your job. Then you're going to send it back to me. And now there's going to be one or two additional (laughs) errors I find. (laughs) And then it's going to be ready to go. And I and that's just part of the process. You know, early days, like I thought we could sit down and film a video content in 90 minutes or less. Now I know that a 15 minute video is probably going to take us three and a half hours. And I had to do that adjusting. And you kind of knew that these things took time. I've done more video before. So I knew that you get a surprisingly small amount of finished product out of a day of filming. Yes, yes. You get like a three minute (laughs) B-roll. You're lucky. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, So we just got better at working with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, Also just identifying like our working geniuses and starting to, to learn more about the, the other person and how we work. It's just gotten easier. Yes. So when we started, we didn't know much at all about how to work with each other. We also didn't know much about how to work. <laughs> right. We As were, in how to do what we were trying to do. We were trained for other things. Have a, run a business online with a course. And a membership. And, and how a podcast. to transfer what we know and what we've done. And what we've seen work for others, how to transmit that to others, mm-hmm. and how to get the word out and all of that. That was all brand new. True. Yeah. So we were on this massively steep learning curve at the same time, which certainly did not help. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that learning curve, you know, we had to cut our teeth kind of on, on business as we needed the business to perform. Mm-hmm. So stakes were high and we needed competent people to teach us, you know, how to, how to have an have an email list and grow it, how to, how to launch a course, how to lead a webinar. Mm -hmm. And so we dove headlong into this online world of courses and memberships and podcasts. And I'd say we, we struck gold with a few teachers Mm -hmm. and then we struck out (laughs) (laughs) with more, with quite a few more. Yeah. And then even just learning from the people in the communities um, this is where oftentimes most of your learning happens. You know, you watch the the course that this person put together on running webinars, and now you're in the community kind of talking through challenges or things that you're encountering. So these people are more or less the ones giving you input and advice. And I remember on on more than, you know, a handful of situations where someone would give us advice or perspective and it would kind of start to permeate my own thinking and something just didn't feel right and then we're halfway down in the sewer before i realized this whole thing's garbage and this is not based in truth this is not based in morality this is unethical this is just manipulative like no as a catholic like i don't do business that way i don't do bro marketing that tricks people into insane scarcity so they just drop thousands of dollars with me i don't do that and I won't do it, but this is what I was supposed to do, according to all these people in the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time we were kind of thinking, uh, do we do we continue with this in this one group or not? 
kind of on our fence, mostly on the way out. And everything was confirmed for me because the next month's workshop mm-hmm. was going to be about how to align your business with moon phases. Yeah. And have the right energy. Yeah. Thought, okay. We'll right. move on. I mean, we know the moon has an impact on things. We can study that waves. from a scientific standpoint, but you know, God made it. Mm-hmm. But this was totally steeped in law of attraction stuff. And that was 90, 95% of what we saw out there was all this law of attraction garbage that kind of runs rampant in the online business space mm-hmm. these days. Rampant, 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 unchecked. I even see it in some other Catholic business owners, to be mm-hmm. frank. And I don't think they have realized, they don't have the formation to realize it's infiltrated their own thinking. Yeah. I mean, when, which is scary. when we started learning stuff, you know, that was in there, that was parts of all sorts of different things. And I was like, okay, okay. And then after a little while, you, yeah, you have that feeling of like, I don't know yeah, about that. It's just, just and then not as you right. think about it more, if you research it, if you really look into it and, mm-hmm. and have some formation around it, then you, go, you discover, oh, that's why it felt like that. Yes. Because I'm trying to be in the driver's seat. I'm the one through my actions doing all of this instead of cooperating with God who is. Yes. Because the whole idea behind manifesting is that I am God. Mm. And I don't care if you don't believe that if you're practicing the things they teach you, you believe that Mm. it's just, it's not compatible with our Catholic faith. There's ways to trust God and to believe he's going to provide for you that don't include trying to manipulate the universe with your thoughts. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, but we really, that was, those were rough times. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it made us start desiring for other, to find other Catholics in, the, in business. Mm-hmm. And that was, man, we started our online business in 2017. It might as well, it, there was hardly anybody else out there who had a, had a course had a membership, had a podcast. It was just so at its infancy as far as the Catholic world goes. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like we do know several dozen um, people that, that have that kind of framework going. Yeah, just them. as a, an example, like shortly before that, I was working on a project about Catholic podcasting. There were maybe two dozen Catholic podcasts. At most. Now, like, I don't even know how many there are. It's yeah, exploded, well which, is, over which is fantastic yeah, yeah. and wonderful. Uh, but just that's how small uh, even something as simple as a podcast was, let alone courses mm-hmm. yeah. and online products and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. So we were just hungry to meet other people in this space. And so we started to rub shoulders. Is that the right phrase? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Bump shoulders. No. Rub shoulders. Rub shoulders. With Usually other... bump fists. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I just can't get phrases. That part of my brain, I must have got like a concussion at some point in my life that just blew apart that part. (laughs) Anything that goes in there phrase wise is going to come out sideways. (laughs) Um, We were hungry to meet others. And so we started small and, you know, slow and steady. We began to meet others, you know, other individuals running their businesses, some other couplepreneurs, mm-hmm. but that was absolutely the rarity. Um, and know, some individuals who ha- were hoping to be couplepreneurs. Yeah, right. That this thing they're working on would be successful enough where For both their... of them can be on it instead yes. of someone else needing to go out to produce yep. this other income to make ends meet during it. 
Right. I would say that was, yeah, a decent bit. It's probably, um, I would say we only met a couple of couplepreneurs, a hundred percent all in. And then most kind of fell into that camp. And then there were a few that were kind of the individual and their spouse just a hundred percent did something else. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in this journey though, um, it was still hard to learn about running a business from a Catholic perspective. And there have been a few things that have cropped up over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. actual Catholics teaching how to run an online business from a Catholic worldview. This is happening more and more, but there's really only a handful. And typically they're very niched in a, in a certain direction. So it's either, you know, um, men in the C-suite. And, you know, we've got business coaching for, for that type of person. In any sort of business. Yeah, in all sorts of businesses, not really online. Or there's the, the mompreneur, um, for lack of a better term, kind of business coach, helping people, um, la- helping moms kind of launch a side hustle and then turn it into a business. Um, so these little niche business things are kind of popping up more and more. But again, there hasn't been anything for couples specifically. And what I've noticed in some of these is, and probably our, our background as focus missionaries for nine years influences this, um, but a lack of discipleship as part of the business formation, if you will. Mm. Will you kind of break down like what is discipleship? Well, discipleship, I'd say, is like walking with someone, accompanying them along the way of growing as a closer follower of Jesus Christ and member of his church. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see, I mean, when we look at the catechism or other documents from the church, when it talks about business, it talks like, or, or money, anything like that, there's a whole lot more going on there than like run it well, make a bunch of money, right? It talks about <laughs> the importance of providing jobs as, you know, through business mm-hmm. and being an employer and how to treat your workers correctly. Um, so much of the Catholic teaching on money is to ensure the human person is never forgotten and that we're taking, we take care of each other and things like that. And so when, even if, you know, it's, it's good, it's solid stuff. Uh, if we're only focusing on just the business side of it, we're going to miss out. We need to also focus on like on the human side of it to yep. make sure that we're not only becoming better business owners, but just better Catholics as well. Yeah. And I, w- I would say this, and this might be a little bit of a side tangent. So pull me back if it is, John. I'll get the last um, already. I'm not saying that coaching or masterminds, that there's not a need for these things. These things have been a huge blessing mm-hmm. for us. And there's a time and a place for them. And the idea we're about to talk about is kind of a form of those. Okay. So it absolutely has a time and a place. Mm-hmm. They, but I think that we have outsourced discipleship to coaching. Mm. Um, and we've now outsourced spiritual directors for coaching. Mm. And these are, you cannot supplement discipleship and spiritual direction. You just can't. The, if you don't have those things in your life, you need to go get them. Yeah. A business program is not going to be enough for you. Mm. It's just not. And I've seen this, 
this crisis of discipleship in the church. This is why the faith is is constricting because we don't we aren't sending disciples out on mission. And, you know, to be a disciple is to be what is it covered in the dust of your rabbi? I remember we used Mm, to throw that phrase around a lot. And so raising up others to look like Jesus and to, to constantly be growing. And so anyway, this idea, bringing this whole thing, that was a little sign tangent, but bringing this whole thing home of being a Catholic couplepreneur, and there's just not a, there's not really a space for you to learn how to be married and be business partners and kind of how to run a business and then scale a business. There's a lot to learn there, a lot to unpack, a lot of potential landmines ready to blow up in your face. (laughs) We set them all off. We know. (laughs) Um, But what you don't need is just business strategies. In many ways, you also need to be discipled by others in addition to receiving the strategies. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and some a business mentor who's a mentor. Yeah. Like they're sharing their very selves with you. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm here on this call for one hour because you paid me two hundred dollars and then I'm never thinking about you again. But somebody who is like vested in you, like you're in their prayer. You are someone they fast for. They're thinking about you and they have a vested interest in your well-being. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a difference between somebody you just have a transactional thing with that they help you one time and somebody who's like invested in you as a person mentoring you. Yeah. And then even other people, uh, if it's in a group setting that the other people in the group, they're not just, yeah, the, some, those people you see in a little box for an hour a week or whatever it is, but real companions on your journey, certainly business journey, but also just in your life Mm -hmm. that we, you know, there's. We can't do this. No one is a self-made man. We all had our butts wiped at one point in time. And so uh, there's still today times when we need other people. And to not just to speak into the one thing, but through this, through, I think what can be a pretty trying uh, call sometimes to start a business, to do it as a couple, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, through that, you can get brought pretty close to people. And let's find those people who we want to be brought close to, right? If mm-hmm. there's that saying about the five people you hang out with most, the most are going to be who really influences you. Well, I want to make sure that the five people who are going to influence my business and through that, my life really have their, their heads screwed on. Right. And we're talking about the right things. Yep. Yeah. Oh, whenever I've heard that like brought up in the business world in the last several years, it's always like, are you hanging out with poor people or rich people? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I want to hang out with holy people. And you know what? Like also it would be great if they were holy and we had a lot in common with our state in life. That'd mm-hmm. be kind of the home run hit. Mm-hmm. But there's just not a lot of Catholic couplepreneurs out there. At least not ones we found yet. We we know a few and we hang out with them. But this brings us to kind of that seed that's been planted in our heart. Um I think it was just a couple of years ago. We years we, ago, we had this desire and I think we we kind of like mocked it up in our heads as like the Saint Zelly and Louis Martin Society, Society. or something like that. We yeah. had a name for it. Um and it was this it was this incubator mastermind of 
Catholic couplepreneurs kind of in that building stage. You know, we we've been we've been there and done that and got the T-shirt. We're we're firmly in the scaling stage of a business, um, but we want to pour ourselves out in mentoring others in this journey, mm-hmm. kind of in that building phase at the very beginnings of a scaling stage. Um, we just want to give our very selves to you. We want to collect a group of awesome couples that want to get to heaven and want to change the world through their businesses. And in order to do that, they got to figure out how to work together and not kill each other. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, you know, just how to get the brass tacks and in place so that this business actually serves your family, not feeling like your family's constantly serving the business. Mm. Um, And so we have done that. And it just maybe it's how we're built. Maybe it's in our DNA. We just can't help but feel like now it's time to to pour ourselves into that next generation of entrepreneurs who are out there. Absolutely. They don't need to be younger than us, nope. but um, just desiring to be a Catholic couplepreneur. Maybe you've already begun. Maybe you haven't begun yet, but this is where you feel called and you want to, you want to grow your business in a community of others who are going to be completely all up in your business in the best way possible. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're going to have the hard conversations when we need to have the hard conversations, celebrate the victories when it's time to celebrate. Um, we envision like we would like to get together once a year mm-hmm. to be able to share life, do life with each other. Um, I know these are difficult things, but this is this is our vision and it's not here and it's not like officially launching or anything, but we're mm-hmm. just putting this out there because we want to gauge interest. Is this a thing? That others want to. So if it is something that you might think, hey, that sounds kind of cool. Go on over to CatholicCouplepreneurs.com. Don't worry. There's a link in the description. I still spell who's entrepreneur that right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneur. So CatholicCouplepreneurs.com. There's a, just a little interest form. Just fill out there. There's no obligation. There's no payment, no, hardly really anything. There isn't anything other than (laughs) we are collecting your name so that if the Lord moves this forward later, we'll contact you. Mm -hmm. That's it. And if there's like one couple out there, it's like, great, we can chat. And if there's a hundred, maybe we got to figure something out. We got to get organized. (laughs) Sure, we got to figure out a plan. (laughs) That's CatholicCouplepreneurs.com. It's a real quick, just, hey, I'm, this sounds interesting yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. So if you want to be part of the maybe sort of could be St. Zelie and Louis Martin Society, <laughs> go to CatholicCouplepreneurs.com and happy feast day of, to St. Zelie and Louis. Mm-hmm. Pray for us. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.